0: sharing ideas about money this is share radio
1: This is Simon Rose, and now it's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. And today I'm joined by Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective, but we are going to do it by looking at the States, which of course is so important to the UK market. Um, And let's begin by looking at the US inflation numbers, which just before we record this, hit a 40-year high. So perhaps let's talk about these numbers first and then why they matter.
0: Hey there. Yeah. So annual inflation in the US came in at 7% in the final month of 2021. That was the highest figure since June of 1982, when Ronald Reagan was president of the United States. We saw a pickup in December versus November, taking us to another 40-year high. And to put this into context, when inflation was last at 7% in the US, Interest rates were above 14 percent. Right now, the Fed's funds rate is practically at zero. And although we're seeing bond yields rising, they are expected to remain in negative real terms.
1: Um, We have to talk about why it's uh, so high. I mean, President Biden apparently is getting very cross with some of the the beef producers in the states as if somehow it's all their fault. Um, But it's rather more complex than that, isn't it?
0: It is. And I think one of the key drivers really is energy prices. We've seen surging gas prices and rising oil prices as well. On top of that, there's pressures from foods, home, car prices as well. And this revival of inflation is something that we haven't really seen for a long time. It hasn't threatened the global uh, economy for several decades. Uh, And it, of course, comes as we emerge out of the pandemic with fading lockdowns and reduced travel restrictions. We've seen this massive surge in demand for goods and services. And supply essentially has been struggling uh, to keep up. We've talked um, a lot, we've heard a lot about these supply chain bottlenecks brought about by the pandemic. Mm. And it's also about the shortages of workers as well.
1: Yeah, something which firms are discovering in this country as well. So there are obviously parallels between the two. Um, why why are they also suffering a shortage of, a shortage of workers and why does that actually infect, affect prices?
0: Yeah, so in the UK, Brexit has been cited as one of the key reasons why we're suffering from uh, worker shortages. But actually, it goes much beyond that. As I said, in the US, they're also suffering with similar Mm. issues. And what's happening is that this shortage means that workers are able to uh, bargain for higher wages and bonuses, which is again contributing to this inflation problem. But it's essentially been driven by what's been called the great resignation, where we've seen many individuals quit their jobs during the pandemic. The unemployment rate is actually very low in the US. It's close to so-called full employment in um, economists' terms. Um, And we have seen a rebound in demand, and that's prompted a hiring spree across the board for many businesses. So it's that combination of increased demand for workers and then a low participation rate in the labour force uh, that has meant that businesses just can't get enough staff mm. and that's pushing wages higher and in turn putting up that inflation figure.
1: Um, now you talked about when when we last had inflation at this level in the States and just how high interest rates were now of course they're on the floor they've been on the floor pretty much since the financial crisis going back to 2008-9. To In order to squeeze inflation out of the system, in theory, central banks are supposed to be raising interest rates. But of course, we are massively more indebted as a world, not just the states or or even here, than we were then. So what are the options for the Fed, assuming that it doesn't keep maintaining, as the Bank of England did for a long time, that this is purely transitory?
0: Well, this is the whole thing. There was a whole debate last year about whether inflation is transitory or permanent. And it really seems as though we are looking at more persistent levels of higher price levels. And the difficulty facing the Fed and the Bank of England as well and other central banks is that these pressures are mainly coming from the supply chain um, and from energy prices. Mm. But monetary policy is more effective at targeting the demand side of inflation. Nonetheless, given that US inflation is at 7% and the Fed funds rate is essentially at rock bottom, clearly rates need to go up. And it's not so much about when, but it's about how many hikes and how fast. So most are expecting around three quarter percentage point hikes this year, beginning in March. Mm. Um,
1: Let's just take a brief uh, pause for breath.
0: Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.
1: This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors on Share Radio. I have a conversation with Victoria Scholar of Interactive Investor. Um, so the Fed uh, clearly are going to need to raise interest rates. They've got to find a way of doing it without spooking markets. What do we think then of the outlook for markets? We have this very old thing that when um, the 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 Fed back in December was it was basically talking about what they are intending to do. The markets were not at all bothered. And then more recently, they've become slightly spooked as if somehow they don't seem aware of what everybody else seems to be aware, that interest rates must go up here and in the United States in some way. Maybe not return to the levels we saw 40 years ago, but they've got to go up.
0: Yeah, so we've been seeing rising yields in the bond market as a result of expectations for tighter monetary policy ahead. And that's been a key driver for equity markets and the jitteriness there. Um, as central bank tightening cycles um, take place, there tends to be a sense of nervousness in the markets because we've seen rock bottom interest rates for a long time now. And we saw a lot of volatility in the first week of uh The year with Wall Street staging sharp declines, the Nasdaq suffering its worst week since February, partly because of the threat of Omicron, but mainly because of the threat of higher interest rates. And it's the stocks that have really been driving a lot of the gains recently, particularly in the tech sector, that were hit hardest because they can be the most sensitive to debt. Now, there's not going to be a mass exodus out of equities necessarily. Um, You know, we've already seen a significant recovery this week, and there's a number of reasons for that. Firstly, real yields are still negative. So we're not going to see a massive shift into uh, other assets. There's also this TINA um, acronym, which means there is no alternative. And essentially, savings are generating pretty much nothing in the bank. So relatively, equities are still attractive, but we're not going to get the same levels necessarily of high returns that we've seen after the troughs in the first quarter of 2020. We saw huge gains for the S&P 500 last year. Mm. This year, there's a sense that there's going to be more volatility, that investors are going to have to be a little bit more selective in terms of sectors and stocks, and look for those attractive investments that benefit from higher interest rates and rising inflation as well.
1: Um, We're about to enter the uh, earnings season, the fourth quarter earnings season in the United States, where so many companies produce results at the same time. I think the banks are uh, going to be kicking this off. How important then is the earnings season going to be to to the sentiment in in the markets?
0: Well, I think that this is going to give us a real indication as to the strength of corporate America. The S&P 500 is expected to report strong year-on-year profit growth of around 22%, but that is slightly lower than the previous three quarters as Omicron weighs on that period. So the real focus is likely to be on the company's outlook for 2022 with any mentions of supply chain issues or how long this inflation issue uh, will weigh on businesses. Tech, as I mentioned, has been under pressure a bit at the start of the year amid concerns about rising rates. So perhaps some strong earnings uh, reports could tempt investors back into the sector.
1: Victoria, thank you very much indeed. I've been in conversation with Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. we will be talking about the financial outlook for personal investors. Uh, there'll be more next week
0: sharing ideas about money this is share radio